There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Well, I don't know what it is, but there's something in the air because both Jen and I are off this week. No idea what day it is. We, we don't know what day it no. is, which is weird because we didn't have a holiday this week. No. We, there wasn't really any major change in our schedule or anything like that. So nope. why are we both off? Confused. I slept through my alarm today, so Ooh, something's wow. in the air. Which one? You have seven. All three. Oh, wow. I have oh, three, wow. and I slept through all three of them. That's impressive. Well, you needed that sleep, I guess. I woke up and it said 5.40. I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. That was you, a deep sleep last night, though. I think you both are living vicariously through me because today is my Friday. I'm off tomorrow. Oh, maybe that's oh, why. Yeah, I'm throwing off your whole vibe. Yeah, you're getting an early start on your vacation. You're off next week, right? I am. I'm off next week. and um, we're Going gonna, anywhere fun? We're going to the Bahamas. Won't that be something? Congratulations. Yes. I know. A little beach time sounds nice. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just really hoping for smooth travel because everything you watch the news, and I'm sure... When we watch all of the stations this morning, Memorial Day travel is a huge test. I'm yeah. like, oh. the highest it's been in five years. Mm-hmm. I know. We'll see. Didn't Merv Griffin build that resort? I don't know. Originally. The Atlantis? Yeah. Wasn't it like before it was called the Atlantis, wasn't it called like Merv Griffin's Paradise Resort or something? Oh, I have no idea. I do a little research on that. I feel huh. like Merv Griffin built that yeah. somehow. I don't oh, know. I have that in my head. I'll tell you, it's a Marriott property. So was Fun he a Marriott boys. I'm yeah. getting my credit card out, getting those go. points, kids. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, we got a bunch of e-news to get you caught up on this morning. We're Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson screaming at a guy in Cannes. Uh, also, major cameo in The Flash, and we think you're going to dig it. Plus, Taylor Swift's new remix and her boyfriend's bad behavior. The first e-news of the day is coming up next with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. <laughs> Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Tina Turner. So sad to see this news come down. Yesterday, she died at her home in Switzerland after what her reps are calling a long illness on Tuesday. She was 83 uh, just a few months before her death, she said that she was in great danger due to kidney disease. Hmm. And Tina first rose to fame in the 1960s as part of the Ike and Tina Turner Review with her husband, Ike Turner. 
She left him in 1976 after years of abuse, and she did what she had to do to survive before her solo career took off with her 1984 album, Private Dancer, A Dancer for Money, uh, featuring the hits. <laughs> what, what you want, want me to, to do. do. I love that song. I know. It's great. There's so many great songs on that album. What's Love Got to Do With It, Better Be Good to Me, and of course, the title track, better Private Dancer. You better be good to me. Following year, she played Auntie Entity in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, featuring her hit song, We Don't Need Another Hero. Another great song. Yeah. She sold 200 million albums, won eight Grammys. 56, she was hired as the face of a $20 million campaign for Hanes Pantyhose because, my God, that woman had legs. She yeah. sure did. She did. She, well, her entire figure was just, and her energy level when she was on stage. Oh, and forget about Proud, it. just Proud Mary. Once Proud Mary kicked in, just like, look out. because. <laughs> It's a happening. I didn't really know. Like, I mean, I knew, I remember growing up with her music because my sister is older than I am and she was a big fan. But, like, she, the musical, Tina the Musical, mm. was just in town. I don't even think, I don't know, four or five months ago. And that's when I really, really learned a lot about her life and how she really didn't make it until she was older. Was, she did yeah, all right with like, but her big, yeah. She had no money. When she was old. She or, had, yeah, she yeah. had no money going into that album that you were just talking about. Yeah. That there's, was kind of like her last ditch effort to sh- save her career. Is it HBO that just recently in the past couple of years did a documentary yeah. on her? Uh, and I think it, it, featured, it was right before the the musical was mm-hmm. yeah, was being it was good. released. It was really good. Really good. Yeah, and she was heavily involved with picking the Tinas that are in those shows. Yeah. Like she handpicked the people. Yeah, And to they play do her. an incredible job. Well, she did write a memoir in 1986. It's called I, Tina, and it detailed Ike's abuse and her journey back to the top. The 1993 movie, What's Love Got to Do With It, starring Angela Bassett, was inspired by that book. I haven't seen that either. Have you guys seen that? Oh, that yeah. Pretty good? Oh, yeah. Tina created her legendary stamina to exercise, eating well, and never smoking, drinking, or doing drugs. Angela Bassett issued a statement. She said, Tina Turner showed others who lived in fear what a beautiful future filled with love, compassion, and freedom should look like. Wow. What yeah, a legacy. She was amazing. Right? She was really lives on and uh, more on the passing of tina turner coming up next as we continue jeff and jen cincinnati's q102 we try to keep the road i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Romance live. So we have date night once a week. Last date I took her to was to one of those wine and paint places where you can bring your own bottle of wine and sip it while the instructor teaches the whole class how to paint. The entire class was full of couples where the women were very excited to be there and the men were very clearly dragged there. (laughs) But after about an hour of drinking wine, the women completely stopped caring about the painting and the men got super serious about the painting. (laughs) Like all the women were just going behind their boyfriends like, woo! We're all like, I'm trying to contour. You think Impressionism just happens? That was comedian Noah Garden-Schwartz. Garden-Schwartz? Yeah. That's a name. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Yeah, we were talking about the passing of Tina Turner. And uh, Jen was just mentioning some of her uh, accomplishments, you know, selling... 200 million albums worldwide, winning eight Grammys. It's a lot. Inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. I loved her. She was so great. Yeah. I can't believe you saw her in concert. Like, you were talking a little bit about it in the Facebook Live. That's pretty awesome. It was. It, it was one of the top five shows I've ever been to, for sure. And this was, this was I don't remember what, what the name of the tour was. I don't know, it might have been her farewell tour, for for crying out loud. But it was during a point in my life where my friends and I were going to a ton of concerts. And every concert that we went to, we would dress like the artist in some way, shape, or form. Like, we went and saw Diana Ross, and we had these long, curly wigs. When we did Tina Turner, we did Tina Turner wigs, each of us in our own hair color. But it was the Tina Turner style from the What's Love Got to Do With It, where it was straight, Mm -hmm. but just, like, really big, straight. And we had really good seats, but we snuck our way to the front row and we were standing there in the front row and just dancing and having a great time. And she walked right over to us and was pointing at us and laughing and kind of dancing with us. And it was just a really incredible moment. And it was like, Tina Turner looked at us. (laughs) Tina Turner. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people were doing the wig thing, actually, at her shows, including... Oprah Winfrey, she appeared on Oprah Winfrey's show, and Oprah Winfrey was so freaked out and fangirling, and she (laughs) and Gail, she brought Gail in, and she Uh and Gail are wearing the wigs, and I remember (laughs) that was one of her more memorable episodes. Tina actually gave up performing live in 2009 when she was about 68 years old, and uh, because she and Oprah were BFFs, she went back on Oprah, Oprah's next chapter in 2013, and said the decision to stop was actually easy and with good reason. No one ever knew on stage how much I really was tired of singing and dancing. It's work. It's something when you do all of your life, every night, that's all you do. Everyone is having a good time. You're up there working. It's just was years and years of work. And if I ever go back for any reason in any way, no one ever wants to see Tina do performance any other way than that. So I don't think they would accept me standing in a wonderful gown singing. That's not me. And she's a sweater. 
Man, oh, she yeah. just like drenched, like Whitney Houston used to need a towel, kind of, but <laughs> just sweat pouring out of her. I always loved how she walked because she'd be on those super, super, super high high heels oh, yeah. with her leather dress that allowed minimal knee movement. Sure. And she would just sort of like shuffle sideways, like. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a deer yeah. in snow yeah. almost right. for the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a song that she came out with. It was It was actually her and Ike. Ike and Tina Turner came out with a song called River Deep, Mountain High. Mm-hmm. And it's a famous song. Uh, in fact, Rolling Stone named it as number 33 on the 500 greatest songs of all time. Oh, wow. But here in the U.S., it was a miserable failure really? when it came out. Yeah, it came out in 1966, and it just it just didn't gain any traction here like it did everywhere else. Uh, but Tina Turner was talking about it when she was on with uh, David Letterman back when she was promoting Private Dancer. David Letterman had her on. And she said that the producer of that song, River Deep Mountain High, it was Phil Spector. He spent an unheard of $22,000 on that song. And he actually wanted to quit the music business when it only made it to number 88 on the U.S. <laughs> charts. It is known in the business that he was so upset with America because, you know, they wouldn't accept it because black stations said it was too pop and the pop stations said it was too black. Uh-huh. And it had no home. And Phil was just very upset about it. And He thought that this was going to be the ultimate, the ultimate state-of-the-art song of the day. It is in Europe, yeah. all over Europe. Yeah, it, it was is. a big hit, right? Yes, yeah. huge. And it just didn't make it in America ever. Yeah. That's and uh, it, it is considered one of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time. Uh, interestingly enough, Jen, you mentioned that she passed away at her home in Switzerland. Um, I knew she lived in Switzerland. I did not realize she also gave up her U.S. citizenship. Did uh, she? A lot of people maintain both. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people do that for various reasons when they give up their citizenship. More, more often than not, it's because they don't want to pay uh, taxes, taxes in the U.S. because, you know, your taxes follow you wherever you go as long as you're an American citizen. Uh, but f- as far as her reason, she talked about it when she was on The Tonight Show. Jay Leno was hosting it at the time in 2013 when he had her on. I was surprised to hear this. Tina Turner has decided to give up her U.S. citizenship. Wow. Yeah. Apparently she left a good job in the city working for the man every night and day. <laughs> she never lost a minute of sleep. Worrying about the way things might have been. No, no. But Tina Turner says she still loves America. But what's love got to do with it? It's just a secondhand emotion. There you go. Cute. Uh, here's the moment that Tina Turner joined Mick Jagger on stage at JFK in Philadelphia during the Live Aid concert in 1985. And I only mention this because Mick Jagger said that she influenced a lot of his famous Mick Jagger. You know, we talk about moves like Jagger. Yeah. Well, he credits her with teaching him a lot of those moves. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. All right. With Tina. They were all over each other during this song. (laughs) Just a super powerful match during the performance of State of Shock. I mean, you think she's, you know, you know how physical he is. Imagine the two of them together. Yeah. 
Now, you remember that duet she did with Brian, uh, Brian Adams? It's Only uh, Love. Oh, God, I love that song. Yeah, that's a great song. That is. I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah, that was... Oh, uh, the, oh I think I got a clip of it. Yeah. Oh, great oh, yeah. song. <laughs> That's a song that is so good. Apple Music put it on their Essentials collection of Tina's really? lineup. Yeah. And it's on both of their greatest hits compilations. Anyway. Nice. And then I'll leave you with this one little Tina Turner factoid, and then we'll move on. What famous rock ballad was meant to be a Tina Turner song, but was roadblocked by a record company who demanded that the rock band who wrote it keep it for themselves. Hmm. No clue. No idea. It was... Is this love? Oh, my God. White Snake. White Snake. <laughs> Is this love? Yeah, that was the only thing to make that song good. That was meant to be a Tina Turner song. She could have done something with that. Oh yeah, she could have made that amazing. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. White Snake, White Snake singer David Cloverdale says he originally wrote the song "Is This Love." He wrote it for Tina Turner, but when the band's label heard it, they refused to let it go. They said, "If you want it pub, if you want it recorded, you're going to have, have to, to do, do it. it." Yeah, and it did become mm. one of their biggest hits. I'll tell you, if you can catch the that documentary on HBO, I would highly recommend it. It's it, it's very sweet too when she talks about her husband that she met after you know being in that awful relationship with Ike and just being single and not looking for or expecting to oh, yeah. meet anybody and, wow. and yeah when she, she meets her husband yeah it's very it's a very sweet story so wow. but it's worth it just for that to watch the whole wow. thing but there's so much good stuff there Tina Turner yep. gone to the age of eighty three. All right, you might have seen these pictures yesterday. They went viral of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson on the can red carpet, and it looked like they were angrily scolding some poor guy, waving fingers and everything. And Tom had this look on his face like he was just letting that guy have it. Mm. What And so there? people were going nuts. They were like, oh, my God, this is... <laughs> I've never seen Tom Hanks angry. Not like this. He's a horrible man after all. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting grumpy in his old age. Something is really going wrong here. In the video, he was kind of like pointing his finger like you, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Who do you think you are? Do you know who I am? Right. I am Woody. So Rita took to social media yesterday And whether you buy it or not, this is what she's saying. She says that she and Tom weren't freaking out on the guy. They were just trying to figure out what he was saying. She said, this is what she wrote. She said, this is called, I can't hear you. People are screaming. What did you say? Where are we supposed to go? But that doesn't sell stories. Nice try. Oh. What? What? So we're supposed to go over here? I believe I believe 100% of this story yeah. now. That's hilarious. Just wait till he really gets old. He's going to be fun. Yeah, I think because they say, you know, as you, when you get older, if you get any kind of cognitive decline, that you become the opposite of who you were in life. 
So people mm-hmm. like Tom Cruise, who come across as very friendly and kind and sweet, get cranky. Oh. They get cranky and maybe a little bit mean. Whereas, like, haven't you ever heard of a story of or, or known someone in your family who was just mean as hell yeah. their whole life? Yeah. And then they get really old, and all of a sudden, they're just the they're sweetest just so sweet. people <laughs> on oh the planet. God. He's just the sweetest old like, man. You should have known him 20 years happened? ago. What happened? Yeah. Well, that's funny. So, Tom, I've been annoyed most of my life. What does that oh mean? Oh, my God. Me? You are going to be a doll baby. <laughs> just a doll baby. I can't wait. All right, the DC <laughs> universe has been treading water for years, but all the buzz seems to indicate that the Flash is going to turn things around. And yesterday, director Andy Machete spoiled a major cameo that's guaranteed to put butts in the seat. Superman, yeah, played by <gasps> Nicolas Cage. No what? way. Sure. No. no. Yeah, be interesting. Isn't he a bit old for that? Is it old Superman? Uh, Machete said Nick was absolutely wonderful. Although the role was a cameo, he dove into it. He said, I dreamt all my life to work with Nicolas Cage, and I hope I can work with him again soon. Uh, But this comes 25 years after Cage almost played Superman. He was set to star (laughs) in Superman Lives with Tim Burton directing, but the movie was scrapped in 1998. Isn't he like a super... Isn't he a super, uh, what's his name, mega fan, though? Like, didn't he name his son Kyle or whatever, which is the real name of Superman, and he collect all the comic books and stuff? Maybe. maybe. I think he I was a comic know. book thing. I, yeah. But it makes, you know, this in this movie, there's also a cameo with Michael Keaton playing Superman, so I'm wondering if this is like a futuristic thing when Batman gets, or Michael Keaton playing Batman, when, my, when Batman gets old. Oh. And so Nicolas Cage is the old version of the older oh, guy. Oh. Maybe that ties in together or plays together. Hmm. Don't know. I'm, I'm sure yes. I'll be the only one to see it, so I'll <laughs> let you know. So Taylor Swift announced she is releasing Midnight's Till Dawn Edition at Midnight Tonight, which is going to include a remix of her song Karma with Ice Spice. Oh. So Taylor said, I'm a massive fan of this brilliant artist, and after getting to know her, I can confirm she is the one to watch. And what makes this kind of interesting is it comes a few months after her boyfriend, Matt Healy, made derogatory and racist comments about Ice Spice on a podcast. He has since apologized. But just another something that Taylor is probably going to have to deal with on some level, whether publicly or... Just a little talk with Maddie. A little right. sidebar condo. <laughs> it's hey, like, yeah. dude, we're going to hang. You got to um, stop. Did you guys see all the videos going around when she was performing and just the absolute pouring rain yes. last yes. weekend? I mean, she, it is like she is dripping, completely Drenched. soaked, and picks up the guitar. And you can see the rain just pouring everywhere around her, and she's just playing away. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. As a concert goer. Um, right. I'm looking at this real estate listing for the Brady Bunch house. Mm-hmm. You were really into that when uh, HGTV was purchasing that and they made a whole show out of it. Yeah, well, it's it, it's back on the market. Uh, the last time, so this is the house. If you've ever seen the Brady Bunch TV show, which, you know, was in production decades ago, and it's just lived on for years in syndication. I mean, it's an iconic house Mm -hmm. in Studio City, California, and the exterior 
shots were of this real house, this real house in Studio City. Um, and of course, you know, they did all the interiors on a set on a set at the Paramount Studios. But uh, the last time the so-called Brady Bunch house was for sale was back in 2018. You may recall HGTV outbid Lance Bass for the hotel or for the house. Mm. And they even produced a series around it called A Very Brady Renovation where they made the inside look just like it did on the original show. Uh, I think Greg made an appearance. Cindy Brady was on. Cindy Olson, who played Cindy. All the kids are still alive, aren't they? All six of the kids. All six of the kids are still alive. Both of the parents are gone. Both the parents are gone. Alice is gone. gone. But all six of the kids are still alive and either working in related fields or doing something completely different. Uh, But HGTV, they paid $3.5 million for the house. I pulled up the listing because I wanted to look at the map and see what some of the other similar houses because it's in a neighborhood and you know the houses are all kind of similar size yeah. and it seemed high for that neighborhood obviously because it's the brady bunch house. yeah um but hgtv they bought it for three and a half million they spent about two million dollars renovating it and now they're trying to sell it for five and a half million and some of that money is going to go to the turn up fight hunger initiative very cool yeah so we'll see but yeah, it is kind of cool looking at the inside of the house. Like they really did, you know, do their best, do the best they could with the space they had to make it look as close, as close to the television show as they could. It just they looks did like a hell of a job. They should have plastic furniture and ashtrays everywhere. Yeah. That I, I love the uh, red brick faux flooring stuff. <laughs> it's pretty wild, yeah, right? I mean, God, I. Oh man, the the, oh, the orange the countertops, orange countertops yeah, and, and the, the green kitchen. appliances. We had green appliances. My mom still has the oven. Oh really? The green oven, <laughs> not in her actual kitchen. She's got it in a different part of the house. But we're scrolling through the photos. If it's you're crazy. listening, we're go at to these the backyard pictures. and see if Oliver's out there with the dog with the fake grass. Uh, oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at that. even the den. Looks all that's missing is Mike's desk. desk. His little uh oh there, there it is. It's in the wrong place. Oh, his but. architect desk. I forgot it's about It's funny that. that you know it's in the wrong place. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh God. I've seen every episode that dozens of chair. times. What's that about? God, even the girl's bedroom. Oh, God. That's that crazy. Is pretty the Jack awesome. and Jill bathroom. God. The boys' room. I Look mean, at those bunk beds it. they did. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, and the Brady Bunch was such a big deal, wasn't it? Because wasn't it the first show that showed a married couple in bed together? Right. And <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, you know, whoever buys that, I mean, that's that's a ready-made Airbnb, man. Whose room is that? Charge is ridiculous that money. That was Greg. When Greg moved up to the attic because he wanted his own room. <laughs> yeah. And what was his alter ego? Uh, Johnny Bravo. There you go. Yeah. Oh, there's the backyard. Oh, yeah. God, even the backyard kind of looked. The only thing is they don't, they didn't have room to put like a driveway there, but everything else looks pretty close. Yeah. You know, they're working with a lot less space in real life than they did on the TV show, Mm -hmm. obviously. But yeah, the Brady Bunch house can be yours at 11222 Dilling Street in Studio City, California Mm -hmm. for the low, low price of five and a half million dollars. Wow. 
So there you go. There you go. It is a little before 7 o'clock. Jeff and Jen, that's your latest E-News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One of those headlines is real. And if you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see the Dave Matthews Band this Saturday and a four-pack of tickets to Aqua Adventure Water Park in Middletown. That's all straight ahead. First, Denise Johnson has your latest traffic. Dandy. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you? I am doing well. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're going to hook you up with all kinds of fun weekend activities. We're going to send you to Dave Matthews on Saturday night. And then where else? You're going to go to Aqua Adventure Water Park in nice. Middletown. Perfection. That'll be fun. All right. Yes, girl. So here we go. Which one's real? Is it A? Man flees from cops on riding mower. Is it B, woman's Uber doesn't arrive, so she steals neighbors hub around to drive to the bar? Or C, a guy stole a backhoe to drive himself to the airport? I'm going to say C. You are right. Yay! Well done. It is C. I know Ubers can be pricey, but this guy probably should have sprung for one in this case. A man from southern Illinois named Timothy Baggett is facing charges after he stole a construction vehicle. And drove it to the airport <laughs> so it could catch a flight. It happened last Thursday. Where do you park that? That's a good question. Short long term. They got, they got space. Short term or long term? <laughs> I was say long term. Yeah. You can get, like, reserved parking in advance. Uh. Airport officials called the cops after they saw a backhoe parked in the airport lot and thought it seemed suspicious. Security <laughs> footage showed Timothy driving up in the backhoe pulling into a parking spot, then hopping out and calmly walking into the airport with a guitar on his back. Mm. Turned out he'd stole the backhoe from a construction site and drove it 10 miles to get there. Wow. What's yeah. the top speed on one of those things? I had the same thought. They, they can't <laughs> go very fast. He'd already caught a flight to the West Coast by the time the cops showed up. The police eventually tracked him down in Nevada where he is now facing charges for theft in excess of $10,000. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, buddy. All right. All right. Coming up next, a classic second date update. You might have missed the first time around, but it's new to you. Okay. Jess is looking for a second date update this morning with a guy named Davis. Hi, Jess. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I am... Um... Well, I wish I was doing better. I wish I had a second date, but besides that, I'm doing okay. Oh, I like this. Now, is this the first time you've ever been ghosted? Oh, yes. Well, okay. Well, I've been ghosted, like, on apps and stuff, but I don't feel like that really counts. Like, this is my first, like, in-person ghosting. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now, I is this someone you legit want to see again, or are you just a little miffed or curious as to why no, they ghosted? No, I legit want to see him again. I, like, really felt like, you know those people you just meet and you know they're important to you? That's how I felt about him. So it's not like I'm, I mean, I am upset and concerned and also, like, my ego's crushed that he's ghosted me but i'm like it's worth it for me to find out what's going on because i just felt such a connection with him wow that's great okay in one day yeah i mean no it was like a i mean it was a good date though it wasn't just like one day i mean it was like a i don't know like it was just such like a perfect night like honestly i like i know it sounds super emotional but like it was like the most perfect night of my life 
I just felt like we just had this like really intense connection and chemistry. And honestly, everything was just a fit. Like it just felt really perfect, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you meet him? I met him on Tinder. Okay. So <laughs> like I know low expectations going in. Yeah. And like we chatted like on the app for a little bit. And we met a couple of days later for like dinner and drinks. And like we went to this restaurant and honestly, we just were there for like over four hours just talking and laughing. And like, I don't know, like he would do these things like he showed me these pictures of like his family and his cat and would like talk about like the future. Be like, oh, they're going to love you. And like, you know, it would like say places that we need to visit, like really like romantic places like hiking in Peru and like Christmas in France. Wow. No, I just. No, I know. Like, I felt like I was being pretty paced and I felt like, I mean, obviously I liked him, but I felt he was the one that was like pushing, propelling us, which is why I hopped on the train. You know, like I'm not going to be the one to come in and like say those things, but the fact you're not going to come in and say, take me to France for Christmas. Yeah. No, I wasn't like really (laughs) initiating. I was, I mean, I was obviously engaged. I liked him a lot, but anything that was like forward movement and like, talking about the future was all him. I mean, but he was also really like encouraging, like not encouraging, but like really excited about it. You know, he was, that's, I don't know. Well, he was speaking in future tense. That sounds like it included you. So that's, that's huge. Now here's a, when he was talking about his family, did he say, my family is going to love you or my family would really love you? Because those are two very different. One of them is like, they are going to love you, meaning you are going to meet them. And the other one is like, well, if the opportunity ever arose, then they would love you. You I, from the impression I got in the moment, I didn't record it. <laughs> we didn't record it. That's so funny. You got to pay attention yeah. to these things. I, I, you don't have a transcript? <laughs> you don't have a transcript. But the vibe I got in the moment I got was, they're going to love you. Like, you, you know, they, my they mom, you know, you. Like, she was like, okay. oh, my mom is like, my mom would be obsessed with you. I don't know. Like, part of me is like, I mean, yes, I hear what you're saying about the difference. But I think, like, either way, the heart behind it was like, including me in that but then at the same time he's obviously not including me in it so maybe i just yeah. need to like change how i listen on dates right right that's yeah, fine um, yeah i don't know but hold on there's there is more though guys okay <laughs> because i thought like it just ended there okay everything he did was just very sweet and like thoughtful and like i did go back to his place um and i mean i told him before like where they like while we were at dinner i was like i'm not you know i'm not I'm not going to sleep with you on our first date, which like no judgment to the ladies who do, but like, I just am clear about that with him. So, I mean, we still like had a great time. I mean, it was amazing. And like, honestly, our chemistry is just like off the wall. Like I could just make out with him for hours. And like, we talked about our next date and like what we're going to do to each other. I mean, like we made plans, like it was like such a fun, sexy and like awesome time. And like, Honestly, like, I have no idea what happened. I mean, like, when I left in the morning, he kissed me goodbye. He was like, I can't wait to see you again. And, like, I don't, I I just, I'm baffled. I don't know what happened because now I'm just like, what, you know, what did I do? Like, and then I'm like, yeah. Yeah. How many days ago was this? Four days. Four Mm. long days. 
Yeah, four yeah, long I, days. And I, I wish I was, like, not the girl that, like, messaged, but I have messaged him twice. And, like, he hasn't responded to either. Oh, but so that's I'm fair. Just, I mean, after that date that you just described so perfectly, yeah. uh, you, yeah, you were so illustrative that it sort of felt like we were on it. Like, I'm I'm kind of experiencing a, an endorphin rush, feeling that same <laughs> giddy feeling that you were feeling in the aftermath because yeah. that sounded yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, I, I'm not saying, I mean, while, yes, I, like, maybe I'm being overly emotional saying, like, I see him in my life for a while. I'm not saying anything more than that. But I'm like, after that, I for sure want to go on, a, like, one more date at least to get to keep going. And I, I'm just shocked that, like, I could be so far off that he didn't even feel like, it, it, like, did he not even feel like that? Like, yeah. so I just feel like I'm kind of crazy. Yeah, am I am um, I just nuts or am I lacking yeah. that yeah. much self awareness yeah. that I was missing something? Yeah, it's so crazy. And I don't, I just don't feel like that happens in the other parts of my life. So I'm like, well, I mean, but obviously I am still single. So like, maybe I'm just really off with this. Right. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we do this? We got to take a break. But when we come back, we'll call Davis. And try to get some info from him. Just get the scoop. See what's going on. I, Whenever I hear stories like this in the way that you described, there have been one or two occasions where, you know, maybe an ex came back into their life or something. And I knew he was going to say that. Well, And I do. And I've, I've said it before. And I've been wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Can I, can I say something about that, though? Because, like, I, 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 that's what I, one of my other friends said. Maybe it's that. And, like, I don't think it is because he said the last girl he dated is engaged to somebody else. So he's really glad. You know, he doesn't have to, you know, she won't show back up in his life. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I mean, may, you know, but also, too, I met him once. Like, maybe, and that's the other thing, like, maybe all of this was lies. So, maybe he does have an ex. I don't know. But you I just, never know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. We'll call Davis when we come back. His second date update continues right here. Stay with us. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. All right. So, Jess met Davis on Tinder. And after uh, going back and forth, talking back and forth online for a while, they did eventually meet up and had a lovely dinner that lasted about four hours. Uh, she did go back to his place, and while she did not sleep with him, they spent some quality time together where... She could make out with him for days, Jeff. For days, she could make out with him. She did say that. Mm-hmm. She did. That's and big. He was talking in future tenses, talking about how you've shown her pictures of his cat and his family, and his, oh, my family's going to love you. Mm-hmm. And, and it started talking about some fun things that they would do in the future. Like Hiking in Peru, Jeff. Christmas in Paris. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know what happened. That was four days ago, the last time she saw him. It all ended well. Like, right up until that last minute, there was no awkward moment. There was a, the, the kiss goodbye, and it was great. Seeing, can't wait to see you again. What the hell happened? Why would he just disappear like this? We're about to find out. Unless there's anything else you think we need to know, Jess. No, you covered it. I'm just over here sweating. Okay. All right. Hold on tight. Take a deep breath. Let's do this. We're calling Davis. Hi, is this Davis? Who's this? Hi, Davis. It's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this morning? Like the Jeff and Jen? Yeah. <laughs> the one and only. I mean, I guess. I should be presumptuous. <laughs> uh, you may, Do you know any other Jeff and Jens? Um, wait, why are you calling is the question. Okay. We spoke with 
your friend Jess, who you met on Tinder and you went out to dinner with recently? You guys hung out? Oh, no. Really? <laughs> no. Why, why would you say? We just spent, I don't know, probably 10 minutes talking to her on the phone. Gushing. And she sounds delightful. Like, yes. legit, super nice. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, you know, what a nice guy you are and how attentive. And It was a glowing review. It I really was. I want to date you. Well, okay. I mean, look, I'm honestly, um, I'm not that shocked at all. Um, I can totally understand maybe why she called you. Um, <laughs> Did you not make future plans for going out again? I mean, you know, maybe not like Christmas in Paris, although I heard that came up. Yeah, that would be sweet. Or hiking in Peru someday. Yes. But did you not have I mean, tentative I did, plans? You know, I, look, I, I was, have you ever been on a date and it's going really well and you just don't, you know, you, you can imagine, you start to imagine that stuff and and if it feels right you talk about it and it's all very dreamy and you know the heat of the moment and like i was feeling her too i was definitely feeling it um i know she was for sure um i thought she was like really solid like uh maybe um but the reality is when we got back to my apartment you know we were having a nice time and then I went into my bathroom, and I realized, no way can I live with her. Absolutely not. Ever. Why? Well, what she did to my bathroom in, I don't know, a matter of minutes, it was <laughs> uh, it was epic, to say the least, and not in a good way. Like, I took pictures... Um, Okay, why would you take pictures of... Well, let's find out what the mess was. I think you are... Are are you automatically assuming she took a poo? Well, (laughs) kind of, but... Yeah, I don't don't understand why you would... I mean, did did the toilet clog or something, or... (laughs) What? Describe the scene. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, well, again, you know, it really looked... Like, I thought I was on an episode of Law & Order for a second, you know. The first thing I noticed was there was water everywhere. Um, I feel like she, you know, gave herself a bath while standing in front of the sink. Commonly referred to, and and I'm not calling her this, but that's also referred to as whore's bath. And, you know, then there were long brown hairs everywhere. And then, to top it all off, a complete bloody mess in the trash can. Oh, like literally Why? blood everywhere i mean aren't women supposed to flush those things or at least wrap it up in toilet paper i just it seemed like someone died okay um it smelled really bad and it just ugh. okay it just it, we, you, we, you, get yeah. the, we get the point <laughs> this is where men like you've never I mean, did you have sisters? Did you share a bathroom with your mother? Is this something that you are just not used to being a part of at all? And that's why it's such a shock to your system. I I mean, I did grow up with a mother and um, we didn't share the same bathroom. And you've never lived like with a girlfriend before or had this kind of thing pop up in the bathroom Uh, before? Not really. Um, 
No, not like this, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you were again, just grossed out. It just like, killed it for you. Totally, totally. It killed the whole thing for me. I mean, it's just really gross. Oh, and I forgot to mention, she used my toothbrush without asking to top things off. Well. Uh, you did make out with her all night. Yeah, right? Yeah, so how is that any different? But are you someone who... You're very clean and neat and organized, and your things are your things, and everything needs to be a certain well, place. Well, now, wait because a minute. I, I mean, well, that is quite an aftermath that he's describing. Well, see, well, that's what I'm wondering. If he is someone who is very, you know, it's all a spectrum, Jeff. You know, <laughs> clean and dirty is a spectrum, and where you land it on it a spectrum? is very, I mean, it's, it's all... It's all relative. Like, for me, dirty looks a lot different than your dirty. Oh, we know this. Right? Because <laughs> I'm looking at her work area. So the, the bathroom situation he's describing, is that a Jeff dirty or a Jen dirty? Because they're two different things. Good question. Which one's worse, Jeff or Jen's dirty? Oh, I'm dirty. I'm a dirty girl. Yeah. I'm a, okay, I can cool. tolerate a so lot more mess and clutter and dirt than most everyone I know. That's true. Yeah. Well, let's give Jess an opportunity to respond. Jess, you've been very quiet, understandably. Thank you for allowing Davis to talk. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so many things right now. I like, I don't, I can't, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't believe, well, one, that's like not what happened at all. I'm like, you're making it up. But also I am like, you just have never like, well, <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you respond to that. I, I understand your... But the way you've said it, too, is just... I feel like my... I, like, have, like, a new pair of glasses on. So, like, I'm so grateful for, for you guys asking him because I just feel like I got the behind-the-scenes and, like, it's such an unattractive quality in you. I thought you were someone, like, even, like, one... Good luck living with a woman ever. Um, no, I'm going to live with a woman who doesn't make a mess everywhere. Uh, all right, all right. I'm not done talking. Quality. I'm so sorry. But to write somebody off or something like that instead of talking about or having communication after the night, you know, we'd had is just really immature of you too. So good luck with that. And secondly, just the way you spoke, like, so you the whole time you're just sweet talking during dinner. Like, I'm just like an imagine figment of your imagination. So you're going to like dream about the future but like wrap me up in this world like that's just such a cruel way to string me along like i feel like yeah, i wrapped I you up in the world like i wished you had wrapped up that tampon in the oh toilet boy. paper okay all right <laughs> well ladies if you would like to go on a date with davis he is fully available for you after <laughs> i don't even know what to do uh, i so, feel like so Jess, you're you're denying what he's saying, or is was there some what, merit? To was there a tampon? Yes, there was. And no, Davis, just so you know, for when you own a home one day, you aren't supposed to flush them because they block up your pipes, and then you're gonna have to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars to have it fixed. So when you have a woman, or maybe one day, God forbid, you have a daughter, these are things that you'll need to figure out at some point. God I'm forbid. so sorry. I'm God so forbid. sorry that my They're my not my be a mess like you. This is the problem is how messy you are. It my was God. so messy. I mean, I had to hold my nose to take the trash out because it was so just everywhere, and I was gagging. Like, 
Oh, it's right. like I'm gagging over you right now. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. Not a match. I'm sorry. This isn't working out. Clearly not a match. No. That's no, no. so unfortunate. I know. Okay. Well, glad you found out now before you slept together. Yes. Yeah. Thank God. All right. Well, Davis, thank you for taking the call. Yeah. Wonder, what a wonderful call. And I wish her nothing but the best. Good luck. So this is what I have option-wise on Tinder, guys. If you wanted to do anything to help me out in the future. Hey, you'll, you're going to be just fine. You'll land on your feet, no question. Yep. Uh, thanks for, I feel mortified, but also no longer obsessed with him. So thank you so much for, for that. I don't know. For I don't know. Sure. I mean, my face is bright red. I just don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. Listen, today, we're, we're very impressed with the fact that you hung in there and you put yourself out there and we wish you the best of luck. Yep. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take it easy. <laughs> All right. If you need a little help with a second date update, all you have to do is send us an email. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. At Sports, the Joe Bro Foundation is making a pretty significant impact these days. Yes, this is very exciting. We found out yesterday that the Joe Burrow Foundation is going to relaunch one of their favorite campaigns. This is from the Bayou to Greater Cincinnati. Let's do good. And this is a T-shirt campaign where uh, fans can, or people that love Joe Burrow can go online and purchase a T-shirt. But the cool thing is it's kind of a competition between Cincinnati fans and Louisiana fans because, you know, he went to LSU. And so it's kind of like from... Who's the, the bigger Joe Burrow fan? Is yeah, it the LSU fans more? or is it the Cincinnati fans. So it's from the Bayou to Cincinnati. Everyone can go online. You can purchase a t-shirt and 100% of the proceeds from the t-shirt campaign is dedicated to the Joe Burrow Foundation. And a lot of that goes towards food insecurity and childhood mental health issues and things like that. 100%. Yes, 100% of these. So that's kind of like last year, Cincinnati won. We purchased more t-shirts. So we're hoping to like, you know, kind of keep keep that title here. You have until June the 6th to go Go online and purchase your T-shirt. And then I also wanted to tell you a little bit about a story I watched this morning on Fox 19 um, where they spoke with a local family that actually received some of the funding from the Joe Burrow Foundation to help with uh, their daughter's mental health. And it was just such an incredibly impactful story. I put it up on the q 2 Facebook page. You have to go and watch it and check it out. You said it brought you to tears I was. I have like six tissues over here this morning. You sure do. Just (laughs) sobbing. It was just such a very touching thing that his family did and how it impacted a, a young girl in Oxford, Ohio. That wasn't expecting any sort of help. And then he paid for all of her medical treatment for her mental health. But you have to watch it. It's a great job. Jeremy Rowell and everyone over at Fox 19 did a great job. That's great. Reds played awesome last night. They beat St. Louis 10-3. to I took my parents there. We're there in town. It was a beautiful night to be outside. All the mu- they're Not all the music, but they were doing, like, Tina Turner songs sporadically oh, through the game, which was kind of, it kind of gave you chills a little bit, but uh, they won. They wrap up the series today at 1235. Uh, NKU and Xavier baseball both won their tournament games yesterday, so they move forward. NKU plays today at three and Xavier at 630. And then uh, this is kind of interesting, Jeff. You know NBA superstar Steph Curry, right? Yes, sir. He has launched his own Kentucky bourbon, and it's being distilled right here in Boone County. Really? And, and it sounds like it's going to be a collab with his company, Boone County Distilling, and they're going to produce Gentleman's Cut Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. There you go. Under the name Mm. Game Changer Distillery. I guess it's going to be released worldwide soon, in the next month or so. That's what we're hearing. If he needs a little taste testers or some samples, we are here for it. Hmm.
I like the bourbon. And that's all we got. Oh, one more thing. Congrats to the McNick volleyball team. They are um, going to states. Wow. And that's that's all we got. All right. 752 right now and 53 degrees warming up to 70 today with lower humidity. Lots of sunshine and dry. How to use chat GPT to prep for your next job interview. It is Thursday, May 25th of 2023. We're Jeff and Jen, and here's a rundown of some of the day's news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. But before we get to that story, uh, let us acknowledge that today is National Wine Day. National Wine National Day. National Wine Day. Well, that's a big one. I got a bottle of Winking Owl halfway <laughs> open in the fridge. I'm going to maybe have that later on the deck. Dive into that. Yeah, red wine is our favorite wine, followed by white and then rosé. Most popular reds, Merlot, Cabernet, Pinot, and Red Zin. Red Zinfandel. Hmm. Yep. I'm not a huge wine drinker, but I do like it with food. Like when we all go yeah. out to dinner, I always trust that you're going to pick something fantastic that tastes really good with my meat. I went through a wine phase. Yeah, there was a period of time where I was drinking a bottle a day. Like wow. Boone's, like Boone's <laughs> really? Farm? <laughs> a bottle of wine, red oh, or white? White. No kidding. It was very easy. Four big glasses will do it. And it was wow. probably the really sweet stuff, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, of course it was. <laughs> there was a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just a white zin, but... Now, the top mistakes we make when drinking wine are holding the glass by the bulb instead of the stem. Yeah, I, I do that constantly, but I just prefer it that way. It's I like know a temperature wrong, thing, but... right? Yeah. Yeah. If it's white, you're supposed to hold it by the stem so that it doesn't get warm, right? Right. But if it's a red, it doesn't super matter because those are more served room temp. Is that mm-hmm. true? Usually, yeah. No, I would guess. Well, what that's what I like. That's why you put have the stemless wine cup, right? So that you can hold the red, is that right? Uh, I guess. Sure. That's what I heard. I don't I know. Mean, I will say this: in the past, I mean, to your point, I guess it would make sense because when we're in Italy and we order a red, more often than not, we actually get it in a stemless wine glass. So that could be. Uh, how many glasses of wine do you usually have in one sitting? Bottle and a half. Five. <laughs> well, wine depends pours. on the exactly. day, and it depends on the pourer, mm-hmm. whoever's pouring it. The overwhelming majority, seventy-four <laughs> percent, uh, say a glass or two, uh, but nine percent say they usually take down the full bottle, a la Jen Jordan. Those are the people I being t- truthful. Yeah, Other people are those lying. are the honest ones, yes. right? That's if like, that makes you feel better. When I go to Olive Garden, sometimes you can get the you can get a glass of wine, or you can get the carafe, which is what I feel like a real pour should be. Mm-hmm. You know? I do like red wine with dinner, but uh, there is something in red wine. I don't know if it's the sulfites or something else that does tend to give me uh, not a little headache, but like a little there's the, cause like a little sinus thing. I feel a little pressure in my head. It's tore not up major. my gut. Oh gosh! Oh, it's wow. yeah, bad. I that's that's why I stopped that one. Mm. A lot of people have that allergy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it yeah. Just Ingrid wasn't has that. She, uh, but but the, it's only with certain varietals. Like she, I think she can drink Pinot, but she can't have Cab or something. So she's always really super careful about what she orders. Uh, what country makes the best wine? Nineteen percent of Americans say the U.S. 
uh, for all of our venues that we have in California, Oregon, and Washington, which is good enough for second place anyway. Uh, 21% say France, however, and Italy is third at 18%. Hmm. So there you go. Just some stats about wine. Or how mu- Here's another one. How much does a good bottle of wine cost? Nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> Anything over twelve bucks. Again, subjective. Just fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's defining the good? Well, forty two percent of Americans define good as anything over ten dollars. There you would go. Would qualify as a nice bottle. So there you go. Happy National Wine Day. I'll have to find and dig up a picture with a glass of wine and post it later. Uh, what else do we have here this morning? This shouldn't surprise anyone. But it is interesting to see the actual data. A new Pew Research poll found that young adults are taking longer to hit key milestones in their life, like their first job, first apartment, and first kid. And so coming up, we'll run down some of those milestones and how many of us hit them by age 21 these days compared to the year 1980? Okay. As your news that didn't make the news continues. Start talking about a new report that found young adults are taking longer to reach major milestones in their life compared to young adults that age 40 years ago. Well, 40 years. I mean, the life expectancy 40 years ago was... Lower, wasn't it, than it is now? I mean, I know we're losing years now. It's going down. But you kind of think if we're living longer, then yeah, we're going to start doing things a little later in life. Isn't that kind of a natural progression? I don't know. I don't know what the difference in life expectancy was in 1980 compared to what it is now. I wonder if that is a significant difference. What I can tell you is that 62% of young adults had their first apartment by the age of 21. Oh, wow. In 1980. Okay. 1980. So first apartment by the age of 21. Yeah. I, did, I had that. I did that. Does a college apartment count? Yeah, I think so. You think, you think college if apartment? If you're paying for it. If you're paying for well, it. Well, it said sure. your own apartment. So maybe in this study it doesn't. Your own apartment. I was 23. You're 23, yeah. Yeah, 62% of their first apartment by 21 in it. 1980 compared to 51 percent now uh in 1980 32 percent of young adults at the age of 21 were married oh oh yeah see that's a bit young that that (laughs) dramatic drop there only six percent age of 21 yeah i had yeah i had one or two classmates get married while we were still in high school what Uh i think my dad was still in college oh my word Financial independence. When you're not relying on your parents anymore, 42% of young adults age 21 were considered independent financially versus 25% now. At 21? Yeah. Because, I mean, there's... I mean, you're still in college at 21. Yeah. Because most people don't graduate until they're at least 22 or 23 because that's... You know, four or five years. Yeah, twenty one would be the youngest that you would. I was at, I was twenty one when I graduated. Yeah, but think nineteen eighty. I mean, the, the amount of people birthday. that went to college probably was a different was a percentage lot yeah. lower. Could have been. Could have been. Anyway, 
Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that it's good or bad or either. I just thought it was interesting. Interesting. Because I bet if you went back another 40 years, (laughs) you would see a lot. Well, you'd see a lot of people married at 18. Much earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You'd see. Yeah. Yeah. Because my granny, I think, got married at the age of like 14 or 15, something crazy like that. Wow. Like she was very young. They were also in Eastern Kentucky, which I think had a lot to do with like that's what people did, you know, when they were. Because you didn't have anything uh, else to do. You get married ago. and you have babies. Yeah. Yeah, may as well. I got nothing else going on. <laughs> I mean, she, sure. had a, she had eight kids. You'll do. Why not? <laughs> I'm in this holler. Might as well get married. Yeah. yeah. Right. Did you guys ever think about having an arranged marriage and what that must be like? Oh. Part of me thinks I it would be that up to my mother. amazingly easy. If well, you'd I mean, have left that up to your mother, she would have picked a very lovely, God-fearing woman for you. A very Same. Christian Yes, a very, I mean, someone heavily involved in the church. Very Same. conservative. Very, yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah, which She probably would know, have been very sweet. I'm a, I consider myself to be a God-fearing man. I have a relationship with God. I consider myself a Christian, but that would not have been enough. <laughs> That's hilarious. She would have turned you into a minister one way or she, another. She would, yeah, she's like, I, I'm going to make sure you stay that way. <laughs> didn't Forever. she want you to be a minister? Wasn't that a, didn't you get a good, strong push in that direction? Yeah, her feeling was, she said, you know, clearly, you know, you have the ability to, to read and speak well in front of an audience, therefore, instead of using it wasting for this it, yeah, purpose, you should be using those skills to serve God. Well, God gave you those skills. The least you could do is my grandma always said to praise him. Exactly her point. Exactly. My grandma said that I would make make a good priest. And now looking back, I think that was her way of saying, I get (laughs) you. I understand you. She had you figured out. I get you, little one. Yep. That's funny. (laughs) I think there's really some truth to that. It might be. Yep. All right, in other news that didn't make the news this morning, there's a woman in the U.K. making headlines. She's gone viral after she caught her boyfriend cheating and got back at him by hiding smelly food in his apartment. There's a video where she opens up the curtain rods above one of his windows and stuffs a bunch of shrimp in there. In the curtain rod? Yeah. Now, that's new. Didn't we have that on We've PMS confessional? never done that. I think it did. It's come up before. It was a PMS confessional a yeah. million years in ago. In a curtain rod? She's yeah. not the first person to have done this, but she says his place smelled for months and he couldn't figure out why, and she took a lot of pleasure in that. There was a prank at place we used to work where they put a big old dead fish above Al Gardner's desk oh, that's in the funny. ceiling, up in the ceiling tiles. Oh, no. Was yeah. that just a mess yeah. with him or was there oh, yeah. some, is some form of revenge? No, I think they were, just, they were just messing with him. But, yeah. oh I, I, you know, they, they could smell the smell but couldn't figure it out. And then all of a sudden it started to, like, stain because oh. it was. And then they're like, oh, my God, there's something up there. And then yeah. that's when they found it. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Well, anyway, her video inspired other people to tell their own revenge stories in the comments, and some of those are pretty solid, too. Picked out a few good ones here. Someone removed a back panel from their ex's TV and put crab meat in it. Oh, gross. In the back panel of the TV. You wouldn't think to look there. You know, that's how these are kind of brilliant. A woman brushed a guy's toilet with his toothbrush and Mm -hmm. put it back. That's pretty common. That's That's disgusting. 
wrong. You know that you know the liquid that comes in jars of minced garlic? Yeah. Someone dumped that into a guy's shoes, all of a guy's oh, shoes. shoes. Yes. And someone filled a spray bottle with milk. And then sprayed it all over the person's carpet. Ew. Oh. People are Uh. savage, man. Wow. You got to be pretty angry. You'd be carrying a lot of anger. Yeah. To do that kind of damage. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, this is one of those lists where if you showed it to a teenager, they have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Someone came up with. 40 things you would remember, you would only remember from your youth if if, if you're officially old now. I'm afraid to listen to these. Right. <laughs> Are you? Yep. Is anybody, I mean, when they started talking about that NSYNC album was 20-whatever years old, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, I'll just give you 10 good ones here. <laughs> Using a pencil to rewind a cassette tape. Okay. You all know. You all understand. Uh, yeah, no. completely. Or when it would the oh, the, the, way the tape would, jam would start, and you would pull it out of it. It would yeah. jam, or machine. it would get it'd be out, right? You know. Oh, for crying out loud! You got a pencil, <laughs> or or this this flare pen would actually work. Oh better yeah, that would work the, good. The little it'd get in it. there good. Yep. Yeah. Or hearing someone yell, "Get off the computer! I need to use the phone." That's funny. Yeah, Fritz knows. Yep. Or you would pick up the phone and it would disconnect. Right. How about this? Back when cars needed two different keys, one key would unlock the passenger doors. Ding it. And a different key would open the trunk or in some cases, uh, like one to unlock the door and a different key to start the engine. Yeah. General Motors, round key for the door, square key to start it up. That's right. Yeah. I don't know That's if I right. remember that as much. I just remember we had an Aries K that at the top of it, it had a giant black. Um, a K car. Yeah, like. The, the Aries K. Like the. Different than the Reliant like the key K. key wasn't metal. It was like the plastic <laughs> part was at the top. Yep. Well, I, ju- I just remember how weird it was to not have keys anymore. Like when they switched strictly to the fob. Yeah. It was like, so I just felt, it felt wrong or that something was missing or how am I supposed to do this without a key? I thought it was the coolest thing ever. (laughs) So, you know, like I, so this is, this is something that I didn't know. And I don't know if this makes me sound dumb or not. I don't care. But you know, like, so my car has like a key thing here that you can pull out, which I obviously don't know how to work, but that's not the key to the car. The car doesn't even, it's just a key to the door. So I don't have an ignition switch. How do you get this out of here? In other words, if you're saying if the battery dies, then it's then like the an emergency key. If you- yeah. Okay, here. I can know how. Yeah. So I thought this, because I said I said to Scott one day, I was like, well, if that key fob quits working, I could just use the key to start the car. And he's like, no, you don't have an ignition thing. You, oh, you, you don't have, have a button. A, I, I get you, his point. Yeah. You, this is just to open the door. I thought this would start the car. He's like, where are you going to put it? I'm right. like, I don't know. Where, There's got to be a hidden hole somewhere. Where do I put it? You tell me. Yeah. And he's like, no, that is only for the door. But like when I valet, I'll disconnect it like that. I'll leave them the fob and I'll take my house so keys with me. this will work without this? Yeah. Ah. There you go. Did you guys know? Did you know that, Jake? Mm-hmm. That that's nope. just for the door? Nope. 
I didn't. Yeah. I don't even think mine has one. Mine of those. still has an old fashioned key in the ignition in this in the thingy. <laughs> Does yeah, it? See, and that's a 2021 truck. I think oh, wow. that's because GMC trucks are like that. But yeah. Uh, when everyone's favorite treat was push-up pops, where oh. you basically ate ice cream out of a toilet paper roll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Or printing out your directions from MapQuest. Mm-hmm. If you're over 60, you might still do that one. We actually had to do that. So the Airbnb we stayed at, the owner told us, they said, listen, our house is in an area that gets horrible cell service. Oh, so, so you don't want to use... If you're GPSing... Mm-hmm. It may die as you approach our home, and then you're going to be lost. So you might want to print out the directions ahead of time just so you have them as a backup. Nice. And I went on MapQuest to do it. And did it. Yeah. And I had to send, and I, because Ingrid was meeting us at the at the house, and she was she was coming from campus from a different direction. So we had to tell her, print yeah. these out. She's like, how do I even do that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, having a notebook where you kept track of all your friends' phone numbers. Yeah. If you wanted to watch a movie, then you had to switch to Channel 3 on your TV. That was back before TVs had, had different input options. I remember that at school. Yeah. I remember when they would roll in the big TV. Why isn't it working? You got to turn it to Channel 3. <laughs> Accidentally burning yourself with the car's cigarette lighter. Now the holes where they used to be are just for plugging in chargers. Yeah. Finding out which movies were at your local theater by checking the newspaper. Get excited on the paper came on Thursday to find out what movies were playing over right. the weekend. See, yeah. I don't remember that, but I remember calling Showcase Cinemas in Erlanger and waiting for them to repeat everything. At the end, remember, it would go, if you miss any part of this message, it will automatically repeat itself. Right. Back and to the Future would, 2 is showing yeah. at and 7.40. stay on the line. 9.10 yes. and 11 o'clock. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then came 777 Film. Yep. Well, I guess it was a different exchange in each city. Like in New York, it was 333 Film. Other places, it would be like 888 Film, depending on the city you were in. But it was Movie Phone. They were all owned by Movie Phone. Hello, Mm -hmm. and welcome to Movie Phone. And if you weren't listening to the radio, you were listening to something from your CD holder. And your CDs were probably kept inside of your car's sun visor. Yep. Or in the giant black case that we got at Media Play. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Remember Media Play? (laughs) At the top of the escalators at Kenwood Mall, wasn't it? I think so. Okay, so a job hunting expert is blowing up on TikTok right now for a tip on how to use chat GPT to prep for your next job interview and here's what she says to do after you land an interview go back to the job listing online and copy and paste the whole thing into chat gpt you following me okay mm-hmm. next ask the chat gpt to generate interview questions based on the description she said you should tell it to come up with like one question for every bullet point in there and then read through those questions and come up with a good answer for each one because there's a pretty good chance the interviewer will ask similar stuff. And then also ask ChatGPT to list the top 10 keywords from the, from the job listing, which will give you a good list of words you might want to drop during the interview. 
And then once you have all that info, you can use it to practice. Kind of like having a friend or a parent do a mock interview with you, but easier. And ChatGPT will probably come up with better questions. Yeah. Did you ever get asked a really weird question in an interview situation? I had. I don't think. Never. No. No. I just want to know if I could do the job. I had a guy ask me one time, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite quote from that movie? Why do you love that movie? I didn't prepare for this one. <laughs> you don't know me very well, but I don't pay attention to movies. Yeah. I think my favorite quote from a movie is anything that I can impersonate rather well because it makes it more fun to recite it. Yeah. Yeah, we had that whole list earlier this week of the movie quotes that you were reciting. You did such a good job. Right. Uh, coming up, the Florida man who lost his arm to a gator. He's pretty calm about it. He's yeah. like, it's no big deal. Do you hear about this? Yeah. No big deal. It's just an arm. I tell you what, some people just have a knack for looking on the bright side of life. Yep. And he must be one of them. 23-year-old guy in Florida named Jordan Rivera. He's in the news after losing his arm to an alligator on Sunday. TMZ had the graphic footage. Oh, somebody has it on tape or they just have a picture of his wound. Uh, well, they said graphic. I, I didn't actually look at it, mm. but it said graphic video. Oh. Ooh. Man loses arm to alligator. He was outside a bar in Port Charlotte, about 90 miles south of Tampa. And there's a pond out back, and that's where it happened. He <laughs> remembers falling down, and then he woke up in the hospital. But it turned out a, a 10-footer got him. Wow, that's a big one. Yeah, you've seen those. Yeah. I think it was that one that was wandering around our parking lot. I want to say it wasn't that big. Well, maybe six feet? Or was it bigger than that? Yeah, it was pretty big. I thought it was pretty big. Was it? Ten footer, though? Yeah. Dang. And people at the bar sprung into action immediately and made a tourniquet and saved his life. Wow. But, yeah, he was... Uh, he was doing an interview from his hospital bed and was just surprisingly upbeat about the whole thing. I didn't lose my life, lost an arm. It's not the end of the world. They got my elbow, so I don't have an elbow, but I can still move my arm around and whatnot. I just saw a little lake, just trying to go over there and just, you know, take a little pee or whatnot. Something happened where I either tripped or like something, the ground below me kind of just went down and I ended up in the water. And that's literally the last thing I remember. Fusion, I was like, whoa, like I was just, because I woke up and I was just sitting here and I looked over. And then I saw my arm the way it was, and I was like, ooh. It kind of just looks like my arm just there, but not there. I guess I couldn't reattach it, huh? Wow. Well, I had not been the gator ate it. Yeah. Uh, so someone started a GoFundMe to help cover his medical bills. And if you want to donate, the campaign is called Help Jordan and His Family. I guess the only thing that really seemed to bug him was a rumor that he was being dumb and went out back to feed the alligator. Mm. He's like, F you. I was taking a pee. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he says he was just out there trying to use the bathroom and the rumor is not true at all. So there you go. Huh. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's going to hit him one day when it when he's, it starts it, to really affect him? He's yeah. going to be like, oh, man. Yeah. He's, he's going to get probably a little bummed. Yeah. Things will be a little bit harder. All right. It is 826. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Coming up, we got $1,000 on the line. The 1K letter of the day is coming up next. But first, Denise Johnson has your latest traffic. Hey, Carol, how are you? I am doing great. How about yourself? Pretty good. If your parents could arrange your marriage... 
You think they would have picked the person you're with today? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Are you still with that person? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I guess that's good. Yeah. You seem to know what you're doing, right? Yeah. 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 Isn't yeah. That funny. So you think your parents would have been wrong? Uh, yes, they would have been wrong. Yeah. 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 That happens a lot. And is there a particular person they would have had in mind or just a type of person? They wanted me to marry my brother's friend. Oh, yeah. uh, they had somebody yeah. specific picked out. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, did you guys ever date? No. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. What did they like yeah. about him so much? He was a Boy Scout and my dad was the leader. Oh. oh. Yeah. Now it makes sense. So he felt he had, that he had he was of strong character. Yes. <laughs> I see. And did you end up with a bad boy? Actually, I ended up with an Eagle Scout. Oh, <laughs> oh so there. Oh, wow. Take that, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. I love that story. Ah, that's funny. That's pretty cool. How long have you been together? Uh, it'll be 25 years uh, on Tuesday. Wow. That is a long time. That's congratulations. Great. Yeah. Silver anniversary. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. Right, Silver bells. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's try to win you some money then. Yeah, okay. let's do it. A thousand bucks will buy you a pretty nice anniversary dinner. Sure. So this is the deal. 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with the letter of the day. If you can do that without repeating any of your answers, you win the $1,000. So that is okay. the only real, the only rule is don't repeat your answers. And the key to winning is to pass quickly. Okie dokie. Got it. All right. Okay, so today you got the letter J. Okay. But in addition to the letter J, you also get one free pass. So Ooh. if you can answer nine. nine questions in 30 seconds that begin with the letter J, you will win $1,000. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This is very exciting. You can do it, Carol. So let's see what you can do. Ooh. All right. Okay. All right. 30 Woo. seconds on the clock. And I will not start the timer until Jen has finished asking the first question. All right. Here we go with the letter J. Name something you take on a picnic. Jimmy's. Something you bake. Pass. Something you read. Pass. A car part. Pass. A cleaning product. Pass. Something wet. Jam. A condiment. Jelly. Something expensive. Jalopy. A movie. Jumanji. A medication. Genuvia. Something you bake. <laughs> Genuvia. Is Genuvia real? I don't think so. It either. might be. Jarvis. Make it up. Oh, it is? Okay, you're an earth. Yes. That's fine. Genuvia. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That sounds what so is, made up. What do you use to what is that used for? I don't know. To treat oh. what? What's it to treat? I, I don't know if it's diabetes or hypertension. I'm not sure. Something. That's so funny. Yeah, that's Jardiance crazy. is the one for diabetes that gives oh, you the, 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 t yeah. the taint yes. infections. Oh, that's, oh. Right. Oh. that's right. That's yeah. right. Now, Jimmy's, we used that's to. That's why you were so quick on the draw. We used to call sprinkles on ice cream Jimmy's. Jimmy's. Yeah. yeah. Did you? But I thought that was a Northeastern thing. Where did you grow up? Here. There's places yeah. here that call them. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Hey, we you used did to put them on good. top of like an ice cream from Whip Dip or something. Yeah, oh, fun. All right, so we missed four. Something you bake, 
Yeah, I, I was thinking like jam, but you said that jelly for something roll. Later, later. Oh, jelly roll. Thing. Yeah, yeah, jelly yeah. roll. Yeah, something you read. I thought a journal. journal. Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say journal, but it was already past the time. I should have just shouted it out. Journal. <laughs> yeah, I would have known. A car okay. part. I don't know. Mm. I looked up that in a cleaning supply. I couldn't think of joy. It. What about joy? Oh, joy would have worked. Joy, 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 yeah. joy dishwashing. Yeah. The car part, I was thinking junker repair or something. Yeah. 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 I don't know. This was hard. No color. Joy, joy, joints, joists. What is that in a car a part? Joist? Isn't there a joist oh, or something? Joist jumper cables. <laughs> oh, yeah. jumper cables. Jumper cables. You can add joy dish soap onto the list of things that you shows up that if you are old or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, that was pretty good. Yeah, because you start, you kind of, it's funny because a lot of people start out strong and then they kind of peter they out. They get frustrated. They get, yeah. But you actually picked game. up steam. I the, know. The longer the, that was good. Went into this. I tried to take your advice and pass, pass, pass real quick. That was good. It wasn't on the top of my head. Yes, That's no, all right. that was smart. Oh, well. That was smart. Yeah. No, you did great. All right. Well, enjoy your anniversary oh. celebration. All right. Well, thank you. You're Happy, welcome. Uh, Have a good one. Memorial Day. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, too. Have a great weekend. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. 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 See you. Bye. It is eight thirty-six. Weather-wise, it's going to be beautiful out there today. Lower humidity, not as warm as it's been the past couple days, but lots of sunshine. We'll see a high around seventy. Right now, it's fifty-two at Cincinnati's Q one hundred and two. Denise Johnson with the latest traffic. Thanks for listening to the Q one hundred and two Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast. Brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.